Travis L. Williams, the founder of the HBCU All-Star Game, joins the show to discuss the future, the history of the game, and then also his own personal experience within the game of basketball. Oh, yeah, it's Locked On HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked On HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On HBCU Podcast, your number one daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I, of course, am Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports editor and current contributing writer at USA Today's Saints Wire. Thank you for going on this journey with me, making Locked On HBCU your first listen of the day every day. And remember, just because the mic cuts off does not mean that the journey is over. It just means it's time to follow me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Starts with an S and ends with an S. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash Locked On to make every moment more. And if you're new to FanDuel, you get $150 back in bonus bets when you put down a $5 winning bet. Now, today's episode, we have Travis L. Williams, the founder of the HBCU All-Star Game. I wanted to bring him on the show because I thought it was important to preview this main event of HBCU basketball. So without further ado, let's talk to Travis. So I'm here with Travis L. Williams, the founder of HBCU All-Star Game. You're familiar with this. We've used their players of the week occasionally on the show. And now we have the founder here to discuss the All-Star Game. I appreciate you for joining. I do have a question about the location as we kick off our coverage of the game. It's April 7th in Phoenix, Arizona. I thought that was interesting because last year it was in Houston. The year prior to that, it was in New Orleans. Was this a deliberate choice to go with the rotating venues as opposed to just sticking in one location every year? Well, I think you got to understand. First of all, Darren, thank you for having me on the show. You know, I think that's important. Anytime we get an opportunity, a platform to talk about the HBCU All-Stars movement, the HBCU All-Star game and this historic event and moment of time where we get an opportunity to celebrate us at the highest level. I just want to thank you for that. Um, this is his history in the making, historic. And I, I'm glad you started off asking that question. Think about it. The NCAA March Madness has been around for 40 plus years. As you mentioned, we had the game in April 2022 in New Orleans. Last year, we had it at your alma mater, Texas Southern University in April 2023. So the unique thing about this, in less than 50 days, we're having at Grand Canyon University in Phoenix. These places are where the Final Four goes. So that's what's most important. Wherever the Final Four go, we go. In partnership with CBS Sports, as you know, control the NCAA March Madness Tournament Final Four weekend. So we've never been in a space like that in the entire history of the NCAA March Madness Tournament and Final Four weekend. And now we're here. Such a God-driven vision. So to answer your question, it's a part of Final Four weekend, college basketball weekend. And it's such a significant milestone in the best of black college basketball. And I did notice that. And I wanted to ask something for clarification because you mentioned the final four weekend. 
is this a partnership with the NCAA tournament or is this an independent decision that we want to have our game timelines and timeline and location wise connected to the NCAA tournament? Well, I think we all partners in this. When you look at CBS, which of course has a partnership with the NCAA, not only the NCAA, also the NABC National Basketball Coaches Association that I'm a member of. So we try to say we make sure we're inclusive of things that are going on with the Final Four. We're not a part of the Final Four festivities, but the beautiful thing about this, we take our guys to the Final Four games. So we take them there. We let them experience what it means to go to the game because this might be their only opportunity during their lifetime. So we get we go there. We get a suite on behalf of the NCA and our CBS Sports partners. So it's a great opportunity, great partnership. And so it's all inclusive of everything that goes around in there. But I want to be very clear and straightforward and transparent. You know, those are the Final Four teams. And we consider ourselves the best of the best as well when we go there. We're not second class to any of that, what's going on with the Final Four. We take our guys to the Fan Fest. We're integrating everything that goes on, and we invite our NCA and our corporate partners to come join us and be a part of that. So our NCA colleagues come to our game. We support their game. So it's all inclusive with everyone. This is about everybody. Everybody wins in this. And so we support each other initiatives. We support each other causes, and we support each other prestigious events. And you mentioned the corporate sponsors. One of the ones that you mentioned a couple of times was CBS Sports. And I think that that is great because sometimes with our events, they aren't publicized. CBS Sports is publicizing it. And also sometimes they're not televised to reach a larger market. How has the HBCU All-Star Game grown within this partnership with CBS Sports? I think it's truly remarkable. Anytime you have an African uh, Black-owned sports marketing events and company like mine's HBCU All-Stars located here in Atlanta. It has grown. I think the partnership is is, is well-received. We have some great uh, partnerships. Uh, we we really amplified as a team. And so just truly excited about this partnership. As, you, as, as I mentioned earlier, CBS has been in partnership with the NCA for a very, very long time, and they're going to continue to be in partnership with the NCA. And I expect to be the same with HBCU All-Stars and having this platform having this unbelievable game one day before the men's national championship, one day after the semifinals um, championships. And so the partnership has been great. We're continuing to grow. If you saw the brand of basketball we've been, we've been able to put out there, the top 24 players in black college basketball, representative of four premier black college conferences, the MEAC, the SWAC, the CIAA, and the SIEC. And our independent schools, Tennessee State, Hampton, and North Carolina NT, because they play in different non-HBCU leagues. So the relationship, the partnership with CBS Sports have been great. It's tremendous. This is a win-win for all of college basketball. And I say all of college black basketball because our black college basketball is just important to everybody else around the country. And we show up loud and clear, and we're going to send a loud and clear message that HBCUs matter. And one of the things that I think is beautiful about the message specifically this year is you were in New Orleans year one, Grambling Southern, not that far away. You were on Texas Southern's campus in year two. This year you're in Phoenix, a place that's not near HBCUs. So you get to bring that culture to an area that maybe doesn't have as much of a familiarity with it. How excited are you to bring HBCU culture to the West? I'm truly excited. 
That's why this is such a God-driven vision. Everybody wins in this. And I think you mentioned earlier, HBCUs are not in that part of the region. But I must say, I've been, I, I go there at least twice a month at Phoenix. But we have such a large HBCU presence of alums and influencers mm -hmm. that are in some of the most key positions there in Phoenix. And so it's truly remarkable. A month or so ago, about a month during the Martin Luther King March there, had an opportunity to see a lot of us, a lot of movers and shakers, African-Americans in the community that's really pillars in the community to march on Martin Luther King celebration and to lead that march and hold the torch and to look around and see three to four thousand of us truly excited to, to celebrate the HBCU All-Star Game, to hold a torch. You know, it was a profound moment for me as a young man to hold a torch and then to be uh, able to talk about we're bringing the HBCU All-Star Game to Phoenix, which, as you know, was the last state to recognize Dr. King's holiday. So tremendous. This is tremendous. And that's why it's such a God. We get an opportunity to take the entire HBCU experience to that part of the country. The bands, the dance, the cheerleaders, you know, the Divine Nine, the group. Just, I mean, it's such an amazing moment. So we're excited. That's a part of God's vision in all of this. Now, as we push forward, we've looked at the history. We looked at how we've reached this point, whether it's year one, year two, and some of those questions around the context. But now I want to get to the main event itself. I want to get into the game, the HBCU All-Star Game, as we continue with Locked On HBCU. Today's episode is brought to you by Ibotta. This is a new partner for the Locked On Network. And I wanted to look at this because I think it's really interesting. I know that you go to the store and you're like, man, I just keep buying and buying and buying and buying. And it feels like the food just keeps going faster and faster and faster each time. But no need to worry about that. With Ibotta, you'll also make money as you're spending money. And it's a dream, right? Because the average person on Ibotta makes $256 a year. The beautiful thing about it is you don't keep buying stuff and get these minimal rewards or these small incentives and that really don't mean anything. With Ibotta, you'll get the cash right to you. All you have to do is register, upload your receipt, and then once you upload your receipt, money will go back to either your credit card, your bank account, your PayPal, uh, whatever you want it to go on to. It'll go on there. So download the Ibotta app. It's free. Doesn't cost you anything. It'll make you some money back. You're already spending at the store. Why not make some money back and spend less? By using the code Locked On College, you'll get five dollars when you register. That that alone. All you have to do is use the code Locked On College and get five dollars when you register on the Ibotta app. As we continue rolling on today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day. For your second listen, make sure you're checking out Locked on Sports today, the first of its kind, 24-7, all day, every day, sports network on YouTube, but it won't be the last. Locked on always has been trendsetters. And speaking of trendsetters, I have Travis L. Williams here with me, the founder of HBCU All-Stars, and we're looking at the HBCU All-Star game this is the main event of the week but just like any pay-per-view just like any card you've ever looked at it's not just one match it's not just the main event you have a week-long i guess list and set of activities to kind of break away from the analogy you have a week-long list of activities why was it important to bring 
the community into this event and not just look at it from an athletic standpoint? I think it's important. I think that's one of the most, the game is the most important. The game is what draws everybody, but how do we impact right. the communities that we serve? I think if you go back to April, 2022 and leave at Levi give back, you know, New Orleans were hit and devastated by the hurricane. We were able to go into, in a local school there, Livingston Collegiate Academy and leave and renovate a court and leave it as a legacy project. You know, they rebuilt this brand new school there, but the kids didn't really have an outside area to go play it. We went and renovated that court and gave them a safe space for the community. Also, we partnered with Kingsley House at that time there with our young babies, our youth and our teenagers and senior citizens. And we showed them that they care. And so we were able to go in there, pour in there, feed families and have games and interaction, read to the kids and and also with our CBS Sports Partnership, create a technology space. So it's interesting that, you know, when CBS goes to those Final Four cities and all equipment and TVs and things, we were able to leave that behind and, do, and create a technology space. And also our award ceremony. We have an opportunity to celebrate 24 of the most exclusive HBCU All-Star player, represented of 49 HBCUs, 65 watch list players are on our list now. We get an opportunity to celebrate them and recognize their excellence on and off the court at our during our wars. But it's also important for us when we come to Phoenix, we want to welcome everyone with open arms. We do a HBCU All-Stars Mixer, a meet and greet, an opportunity to fellowship in life, as we know, is about relationships. And so we get an opportunity to have this welcome reception and invite everybody out to come meet our HBCU All-Stars, our coaches, our staff. We think that's very, very important. Now, when you look at this game, and I'm looking at the evolution and how things have been going over the last three years, I have a particular evolution that I was interested to see your thoughts on. In those meetings that you've had, have you guys had any plans or maybe thoughts on incorporating women's basketball into HBCU All-Star game weekend or however you want to do it going forward? Just stay tuned. That's the only thing I can say. Stay tuned. So I don't have, but but that question is always posted. It's women has always been a part of this, but as you know, in this space, we got to make sure we get this right. You know, we never want to give anybody an opportunity to say, well, this is not right. So women has always been in front. My daughter plays basketball. I think when this was first uh, came out, women would be a part. So I can just, and, and just, if you're watching this, stay tuned. That's all I can say, you know, cause we're, we believe in our women. You know, we believe in they have some of the most talented and athletics HBCU student athletes, but also my most brilliant coaches, just like on the men's side. So we look forward to recognizing the great work our women are doing in that space. And so stay Indeed. tuned. HBCU All Stars is about as a part of that movement. So it's truly excited to, to get more in details for that. So another thing that I'm looking at is we know what the mission is. The mission is get HBCU players into the nba right and right now there's only one active nba player from an hbcu you used to coach him robert covington former tennessee state tiger what does this event over the week and the game do to help other players break through what has seemed to be a true barrier for hbcu athletes over the last few years i just think like i said this event is, is during college basketball biggest weekend this event this game is played in 122 million homes, prime time Sunday, you know, one day before the men's national championship game. We get an opportunity where all eyes on us on that Sunday, April 
at Grand Canyon University. And I must say this, Grand Canyon University has been great partners. I mean, if you look at their level of play and what they do at the highest level, they are a basketball city. They are a basketball campus, a basketball community. And so you have the godfather of basketball, Jerry Colangelo, part of what goes on at Grand Canyon University. President uh, Brian Mueller, A.D. Jamie Box, and the leadership, university and athletic leadership have been tremendous and great. Everything they do is a first class and high level. And this will be the year where we really amplify, really explode where this game is going. And so uh, to answer your question is to this game and what we're capable of doing is taking it to unbelievable, unbelievable height. Robert Covington is the only current active HBCU player out of 450 NBA players, 30 NBA teams. You know, that's a wake up call. And I'm going to take it even a step further back. Three weeks ago, I had an opportunity to go watch Javante Cook, Winston-Salem State University, play with the Owls G League team. Jordan Carl Nicholson, as you know, Texas Southern University plays with the South Bay Lakers. So we made history three weeks ago. Those guys played each other in L.A. at the L.A. So I got a chance to witness that. So put it in perspective, two HBCU All-Stars out of, what, 28 to 29 G Leagues. So roughly a presence of three HBCU All-Stars roughly to, what, close to eight or 900 players. So we have yeah. a long way to go, but but we're going to keep pushing. That's why I, God placed this vision in my spirit after 17 successful years of coaching. Mm -hmm. I yes, love I, I love that. I'm going to interrupt I you one second because I do want to get into that when we get into your personal story. That is a conversation that I've heard you give, and I want to take that into your personal basketball journey as well. And we'll get to that briefly with just one more, one more question for you. When you're landing on Rick Mahorn, when you're landing on Ben Wallace to name these, these, uh, these teams after, why those two in this year? Well, I'm going to take you on back because uh, before you get to that, you got to go back to the John McClendon, Clarence Big House game. To start off on April 2022, you sent a loud and clear message. Two of the most legendary HBCU coaches of our time. So I want to make sure I pay homage. And that's why we named those coaches because they paved the way for what this great game means to us. You know, you think about Winston-Salem State. You think about Earl of Pearl Monroe. You know, John McClendon, you know, the legendary coach that was during the Naismith days when basketball and minute and all the secret games and all that other stuff. And then you take it 2023, Dr. Dick Barnett, Tennessee State University, you know, New York Knicks. You think about Willis Reed, Grambling State University, New York Knicks. I was just there during the Lakers and, and the New York game at Madison Square Garden. A lot of folks don't know this. I think they have seven jerseys hanging from the Raptors. Three of them are HBCU legends, Earl of the Pearl, Dr. Dick Barnett, and Willis Reed. You put in perspective. So that's why this game is important. And now you talk about Ben Wallace, who I was just with at the NBA HBCU Classic a few days ago. And now you talk about Rick Mahorn, Hampton University, Ben Wallace, Virginia Union, you know, CIAA and and all that good stuff, just the beautiful game of basketball. So it's important for us to pay respect and homage to some of our most legendary HBCU and NBA stars. And that's a way of us 
showing our love and respect and appreciation. It helps to 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 really uh, give them their flowers while we're here. It would be a disservice to have this great platform and not highlight them and not show them love because we have some of the most talented players across the country, but we don't get those opportunities. We don't get that shine. So that's why this game and what we do with HBCU All-Stars is very significant, period, in the HBCU All-Stars movement, the best in black college basketball movement. And that's why God placed this vision in my spirit, because HBCU All-Stars believe in our proud and tradition-rich HBCUs, our hardworking, talented, ambitious, and very deserving students, student athletes, and some of our most brilliant coaches from across the country. And remember this, I was that coach. Eight of my right. 17 years of coaching were at HBCUs. I've been on both sides. I've seen the you difference have. between have not. I'm just not doing this just because it's the right thing to do because it's HBCU. No, I was that dude in the trenches that experienced it and understand what our coaching colleagues are going through. I was that yeah. dude in the, in the trenches that recruited these young men to our HBCUs and, and, and been on those campuses. I was that young man that didn't have a problem washing the uniform. I didn't, didn't have a problem sweeping the floors. I didn't have a problem setting up the clock. So I understand the movement. I understand what it means to, 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 to not have anything, but to appreciate anything. And I understand the grit and the grime of what this means. And so that what's, yeah. this is, and I want to get God. to that grit and grime. I do yeah. brother Williams. I want to get to that grit and grime because I think that your personal story from the D2 HBCU level and the D1 HBCU level is one of the things that makes your ties to this game so special. So let's explore that as we continue with Locked On HBCU. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, and FanDuel is the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. Now, if you're new to FanDuel, you get $150 back in bonus bets if you put down a $5 winning bet so go ahead and go to fanduel.com slash locked on to make every moment more it doesn't matter if you're late to the game maybe you arrived in the middle of the second quarter and you're like dang i've already missed what i wanted to do ain't no sweat ain't no problem all you have to do is go put, take a part in and participate in the live betting sure you can put some money down before the game but once the game starts there's also ways for you to get active so go ahead and participate go to fanduel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on make every moment more As we're wrapping up today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day, making it all the way to segment three. And I thank you two times for that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm still here with Travis L. Williams, the founder of HBCU All-Stars. And there was a couple of great things that you were getting into that I wanted to focus in segment three and look at your personal story. Because let's kick it off with the conversation that you had or the the message that you received from God that told you you need to do this. Can you detail that conversation? And really, I just want to know if you miss coaching. I know you I know you were called to do this for a long time. Your identity was as a coach. <laughs> well, you know, honestly, man, I, I love coaching, like I said. I, I, but what what's unique about this? It, I'm still a coach. I'm still in the mix as a coach. So 
it, it keeps me involved. But I think when God speaks to you, when God places a vision in your spirit, you have to listen and you have to be obedient. And that's what I'm doing, you know, as much as I love coaching. But this still, this still is coaching because what we're doing in this space, we're helping a lot of goals, dreams, aspirations come true. We're changing for the culture to be able to highlight uh, black excellence, black history, black culture experiences at the highest level through our sports marketing events and media company and all the thing, great things that we're able to do to make sure everybody wins in this. I think I alluded to it earlier. The game is the most important part of it, but the ancillary events and the things that we're able to do, everybody wins in this. As I mentioned, we have a watch list with 65 of the nation's top players who's responsible for scouting, recruiting, and valuing new players. We have a national scouting staff that consists of former HBCU head coaches, associate head coaches, and assistant coaches. We got close to 150 years of experience that are watching these kids weekly, in person, on TV. We meet every Sunday, what I call the war room. And that's where we get that player and team of the week that you highlighted earlier that comes out every Wednesday on behalf of HBCU All-Stars. So truly remarkable. Some of our HBCU national scouts have gotten jobs and got back into business. So that is important. You know, our officials that officiate a game in the past few years, they've got promotion from the MEAC and SWAC. They've got call up to the Pac-12 SEC. As we talked about the interns, some of our students that we expose them to HBCU has gone on to 10 HBCUs. You know, I give back. And so this hits hard. This is home. All this is a part of the God-driven vision to make sure all of us win and understand the magnitude of this, to make sure we're able to amplify Black college basketball at the highest level and represent all of our HBCUs across the country, to be able to bring them in this platform, to make sure everybody's a part of this. And all of this, you would never hear me say this is about me. And to just take you back to this, this personal spiritual journey on why this was placed in my, my vision after 17 years. And then I had to go to my wife and say, hey, I love coaching, but God has placed this in my vision. And you're going to have to hold it down personally, professionally, and financially, because this is the only thing that I'm going to focus on. I had a consultant business at the time. I was thinking about transitioning to whether or not I'm going to go to Tulane or Ron Hunter or stay here, my wife and kids. So ultimately, God said, don't worry about it. This is what you're going to do. And soon as that vision was placed, first person I go to is my wife. So you got to hold it down. And so those, uh, the commitment, the sacrifice, just being faithful, being obedient, just following the word and just staying within the vision of what we have here. I love that. And I, 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 I'll say this. I love the conversation. I don't know the full conversation, obviously, but I love the conversation you have with your wife. And obviously she said i got you took care of everything and now look at where we are when you look at that that relationship that you have with your wife with your with your kids with your family what has that done to allow you to reach the points that you've reached whether with the hbcu all-star game as a coach as a player just throughout your life that that family aspect what has that meant for you hey listen one thing you know about me and just as you gathering from the interview 
I'm a man of faith, family. I live a life of service. And that's how I flow. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's those three pillars of my life. I'm all about family. As you know, just to, if you want to know about my personal story, my mother passed away when I was 12 years old. She died of lupus at the age of 30. I was juggled from family to family. Father had an opportunity to get us as my mother passed away. Didn't want to sign all the paper. So we had to go live with different family members. Grandmother praying grandmother, praying mom. You know, so just growing up without a mom and not having a father figure around. So that's just lets you know kind of my economic, just kind of my journey there. And so as growing up, it was very difficult, you know. But basketball, I was able to use basketball as a reason to be successful. So I took advantage of basketball opportunities. And so it kept me out of the streets. I would go to what we call Puckett Park. Puckett Park is like, it's, it's like whenever I go home, that's like, there are two places that I drive by, or three places when I go home. I'm from Tifton, Georgia, which is three hours away from Atlanta. First place I stop by, never fails. I stop by my mother's and my grandmother and my aunt's grave. I said, my mom is the first stop I make, go by and visit her grave. Secondly, I ride by my neighborhood, 516 Maple Street. It's a constant reminder, never forget where I came from. And then I ride by Puckett Park because Puckett Park saved me. That was the, the, the park where I would go and play basketball. I stayed off the streets. It was just my, my safe space. And so that's why I do a lot of philanthropic work, philanthropy through my foundation, the Travis L. Williams Foundation. And I created Patricia's Blessed Closet in memory of my mother, Patricia Ann Williams. Why? Because it's an opportunity to to bless someone else and let them know no matter where you come from, don't let your economic background, your your financial situation, don't let it be excuse not to be successful. I am that kid that grew up in that same neighborhood. So it's important for me to go back and let, hey, listen, I'm from this neighborhood. And so through Patricia's Blessed Closet, we don't ask any questions. Food, clothes, shoes, furniture, books, we provide through my foundation. We do free youth clinics throughout the year. We give away academic scholarships. We do shoe drives. We provide furniture. Any person that is in need is no question asked. We sponsor families throughout the Thanksgiving holidays. We provide, we adopt families during the Christmas holidays. With any type of holiday, we give. And that's that's what it's about with me. And so that's kind of let you know some of my personal stuff. But one thing I must say, yeah. my high school basketball coach, Tommy Balakshir, the question is always asked, like, man, he asked me, I, I'm telling you, I can tell it like yesterday. He said, man, what do you want to do? I said, coach, I'm going to the military. I said, I'm going to the military. He said, the military? I said, yeah. I said, I'm going to the military. He said, you ever thought about college? I said, coach, I can't go to college. He said, what do you mean you can't go to college? And you and I talked about that. He said, man. I said, coach, I, college, nobody in my family attended college. I don't even, if no one ever attended your, man, your family attended college, you're never exposed. To, I was never exposed to it. And that's why I was saying to him, he said, you're going to college. So from that moment, he grabbed me, took me down to my counselor's office, pulled up my transcript, made sure I was on the college prep track. And of course, I became a pretty good basketball player and the rest of here. But he believed in me, him and my high school coach, Eric Willis. They believed in me and they put me on that track. And so that's a reason, as they said, coaches, very impactful. One reason I coached because of that impact he had on me. And I had got into coaching. 
So it's kind I, of, love it's kind of I love that. It's kind of my story. There. That's kind it of my story. Work, there. Crazy, you know, when you work. look at it. Yeah, when you look at it. So not only I got a degree, a BA in management in 1995, I got my master's as well. So graduate Georgia State with two degrees. Go from not being exposed to, to having two degrees. Yeah, so and then we talked about the kids earlier. We already know where they're gonna go. We, when you yeah. talking to you earlier, I I know about that. I know the the path that they're yeah. on. I can't wait to see the path of your future, brother Williams. I can't wait to see the path of HBCU All Stars, the All Star Game, and the evolution of it. Thank you for sharing this with me. And we have a little over a month and a half before yeah. the game, and maybe we'll set something up. We'll definitely preview it on the show. But thank you for taking that time with me. This has been Travis L. Williams. You can find him on X at HBCU All-Star Game. You can find the game there and all of the information coming up. Thank you again. Thank you for checking it out. We'll be back on Monday, probably discussing a little bit of the Legacy Bowl, some of the weekend activities in HBCU basketball. We're recording this early, so that plan will be, be kind of shored out later on in the week. But until the next time we hear each other, family, take care. Stay blessed. Peace. Yeah.